Hello, welcome back everyone. So nice to see you, except we're not seeing you and we're not hearing you, but you're hearing us. Hello, welcome. So nice to, <laughs> nice to have you here. Um, eternal loop, kidding. Uh, nice to have you here. Glad you could join us. Um, we, there we go. are deciding, oh, what'd you say? I said, there we go. <laughs> you finally oh. gotten it right. <laughs> Woohoo! Success Woo. eventually. Um, mm. So today we are talking about uh, moving house because Kristen just had the um, unenviable opportunity to move house with a toddler and we're <laughs> going to talk about it. How was it? Uh, was, it a, was it as disastrous as it, as it sounds? No, it was honestly amazing. Like, oh. Yes, I'm exhausted. Yes, my body hurts, but my kid does not like did not contribute to any of the stress. She is having a ball at our new house. She's just so happy. Like her sleep hasn't been affected. None, nothing. It's all amazing. And I don't understand why. And I'm touching wood because I don't um, I don't want that to change. But she loves it. Um, And yeah, I'm just really tired. And I realized um, on late Sunday night, after we'd been finished moving, um, that my husband and I have the same toxic trait. Um, and that is that we both like things to be perfect instantaneously. <laughs> and if we don't, Aww. we get real like high strung. And I realized this as I had just finished completely organizing the entire kitchen, the entire laundry, the entire linen cupboard, and all bedrooms in the house so that everything is unpacked completely and there's no boxes On, on like, left. day two of, of being in the yeah. house. <laughs> exactly. And my husband was out in the yard having just mowed and was doing, like, roundup weed, like, weed and feed and was, like, had just done a bunch of Bunnings runs to go and change all the door stops in the house and all this kind of stuff. Like, oh I realised that we have the same you know, The kinds of... Yeah. The kind of things that people like take a few weeks and months to settle into. You're like, damn, it's happening in the first few days. No rest for the wicked. I just, I didn't realize, like, I knew I was like this because I'm so high strung and so anxious and I need things to feel settled for me to feel settled. But I've always thought that my husband, well, not anymore, but like before I had, before we had our kid, I always thought my husband was like the chill one. He always balanced me out. He was always really easygoing. When we have my kid, I realize that he's actually way more high strung than I am. Uh, but yeah, it's oh, just more it, high strung than you. More, he's more. I've I've become way more chill, and he's become yeah. like so high strung. I'm just so good at managing my stress now. So like, I was the anchor <laughs> this weekend. Oh, um, how nice for you. Yeah, like me and my mental health are in such role. a great place. Mm, I know, like right. we really flipped roles. But anyways, yeah, so we have a wonderful toxic trait um, of perfectionism and that's not healthy, so don't be us. It's okay to have boxes that aren't yeah. unpacked for months Look, or years. I, that's, that's fine. I think you are onto an accurate statement there. Obviously, <laughs> this trait, it's not all bad. Like, clearly, it has to have some adaptive functions. Um, otherwise, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have it and it wouldn't have lasted as long as it has. Like, so... Mm. Let's thank yeah. the trait for what it's been able to give us. Um, whilst yeah, look, recognizing, I, I, if we're talking evolution and whether perfectionism is really an adapted trait, I just want to remind you that things like spandrels exist, and that's things that seem to persist regardless of the fact that they serve no functional purpose to humans. And I feel like anxiety 
in the extreme form, isn't that adaptive? Oh. And definitely not perfectionism. Um, and if you don't know what a spandrel is, you know how there's I'm like Googling curves it as doors? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, like the curved like archways, like, yes, it's like, it, it's pretty. And like, it's a trend that people love to have. But like, um, there's like that little piece of wood that makes it layer. curved. Yeah. But like, it's not functional. There's no purpose to it. So yeah, true. I feel it's like perfectionism it makes is... our heart happy. Exactly. Spandrel, not anxiety. Yes, perfectionism is a spandrel um, of evolution because it, there's no functional purpose to it. It's just oh, there to look pretty. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with you. <laughs> it is helpful. It's it's helpful it's, in small bits because obviously getting yes. things right. Like yes. so, when we think of the human race, like there's people who need to get specific things, like detail-oriented people who are. Like, this is true. Crazy, okay. Intense. You make it Ha ha. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I'm clever. Um, as yeah. I was telling my five-year-old nephew, who kept saying, how do you know? How do you know? I'm clever. Um, Obviously. <laughs> obviously. Um, but, uh, yeah. But, obvious. And, like, the great thing about evolution is you only need to be 15 and have a baby and then die. Like, evolution doesn't That's need a great you to live point. a long, happy, healthy life. You just need to procreate yeah. and then we're done with you. And look, I at 15, look, I probably could have gotten pregnant and had a baby and like not even realized that I had extreme anxiety because I probably wouldn't have lived until 28. So this is true. Exactly. This this took a bleak turn. <laughs> Quite. Okay, let's let's dial it back and um wonder let's go back to back moving to children. The, the, the topic that the topic at hand, which we have one this time, which is nice, which is moving house. Yeah. So um, yes. I moved house a little over a year ago. So, mm-hmm. fun fact, um, we have moved house every one to two years for the last 12 years. Um, that is exhausting. Sucks. Why? Not intentionally. Mm. Like, this is not something mm. we enjoy. We're not free spirits. In fact, we're total homebodies, so it's counterproductive. Mm-hmm. Um, but for lots of different reasons, that's that's how we've ended up. Um, so we're still mm-hmm. renting because banks and the tax department doesn't like us. Yeah. Because um, we, we changed countries and then banks are like, you need X number of years of living in the same country. Mm. For, anyway, whatever. Let's not bore people yeah. with financial histories. Yeah. Um, we have we can, we have the money to buy a house. No one will lend us money for a mortgage yet. But Ooh, soon, You don't want to go through that. Mortgage brokers well, are amazing. Like, they're great. But, like, banks, not so great. Not so great. Yeah, but... I don't want to it's move traumatic. house every one to two years for another 12 years. I want to just stay in a spot. Mm. And given how the uh, real estate market's going, I feel like you're the owner of your house is probably going to sell it out from under you because it's going to be worth five times what they bought it for. Oh, um, yes. And they only bought it oh, three yes. years ago. Um, so, yeah, well, you may have to interestingly, move Interestingly. <laughs> oh, who knows? Actually, our landlord, tangent, let's jump right back, but bought, mm. the, bought the house in like the, the 70s or something. Holy He's such a nice moly. old man. He's really lovely. Anyway. That is some jump, capital jumping on back right there. Oh, I know, yeah. right? <laughs> um, anyway, so um, moving house. We moved house about a year ago and I wrote a post all about it. So I have some actual mm. evidence to talk about. Mm-hmm. So we can, I know for a fact already because of I, I know where you, where you were living and where you are living, how a lot of these things you've already addressed, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically... I will share some of the research that we know that helps children um, adjust uh, 
um, in the transition to a new home and then you can share with us what you did or didn't do and how mm -hmm. how that worked mm. for your little lady. In so, excruciating um, detail. Sounds perfect. That's, that's what this is all about. <laughs> so, um, so the research uh, tends to agree that um, for children in general, relocation and moving house can be challenging um, mm -hmm. for little people and that they can find it um, the adjustment and the change confronting. Um, this is, depending on where you've moved to and from, it can be in part due to the loss of control, the loss of a sense of home, um, mm -hmm. and maybe adjusting to a new daycare environment, adjusting to a new social network. So I know that you didn't actually, you moved quite close to where you were before. So Sienna is mm. still at the same daycare? Mm. Yeah, not that that's a good thing. Um, it is now. 20 minutes oh. south and then I go 20 minutes north to get to work so it's it's tricky but we're getting it's there complicated round trip we'll talk about so that how, soon. sure yeah how long well let's talk about it now how long was the, the travel beforehand um about eight minutes okay eight minute drive and so now it was already drive. yeah we were already driving out of our way to go to this kindy because it was the kindy that her cousin went to and I wanted when I introduced her to kindy I wanted um, a smooth transition and I wanted people that I could trust because I was at the height of my postnatal anxiety. So I didn't have the capacity to go and vet a bunch of kindies. And my niece had been at that kindy for like four years and they had loved it and she was cared for by everyone. So I just kind of chubbed her sub Sienna in that kindy because I knew it was trustworthy. Um, and you know, they let like, they let my niece like visit Sienna oh, throughout the day. Sweet. Yeah so sweet and like we love that kindy so i will yeah i'll talk about like navigating kindy and stuff later in the episode i think because there's a lot more to it but for now yeah we have made the decision that it is going to be a longer drive and more inconvenient but for us right now that's not a thing we want to change because we've made a lot of big changes for her hmm, totally so and that's kind of um one of the things that the research shows is that where you can and obviously it's not always possible where you can minimizing yeah the number of changes at any one time. Mm -hmm. um, so whether that means if you are having to move further away and therefore change interstate or whatever, having, oh no, hold up, interstate, that example doesn't work. But if you're having to mm. move further and change um, daycares or schools, not schools, daycares, sorry. Yeah. I'll, I'll calm <laughs> on down and then I'll get my thoughts out and explain what's going on inside this headline. <laughs> Um, this happens all the time in our actual conversations with Kristen. Yes. <laughs> I'll be like, yes, wait, I'll tell you what I'm thinking before I can tell you all the reasons it's wrong. Um, yeah. So, pause, Siobhan, read. One of the things that you can do if you do have to move and change kindies or daycares is to either um, start your daycare, start the new daycare earlier. So, even before you've moved, start the new daycare a bit earlier so that when it comes to moving house, you're not having both change of daycare, both change of kindy um, and house. Mm -hmm. Obviously that's not always possible, but that could be something that mm -hmm. could ease the transition. Um, another mm -hmm. thing is to visit the house with your little one um, and have them experience the house uh, before all of their things are in it and before all of before they've had to say goodbye to their old place. Is that something you were able to do with Sienna? It was, yes. I have a whole set of steps for what I did. Um, and I promise you we will talk about them in excruciating detail, but I want you to get through the science first and okay. then we can kind of sure, reflect sure, on sure. it. Sure, sure, sure. Do it all in one. <laughs> Sounds perfect. 
So yeah, um, and then so tied into that, if it's um, if you're able to do this, like taking a few toys over each time, so that um, your little one can kind of get a sense that their old toys now live at the uh, that the toys they've already taken now live there, um, and that they'll add toys each time. Um, and obviously for little ones, their toys can be a real sense of self and identity. So there's my cat running past. Um, so that can be a really good way to do that. Um, in an ideal world, the research shows that setting up the bedroom furniture in the same way is really helpful. So if the bed was against one side of the wall or it was near the win window, try to replicate that. Obviously that depends on the, the, the setup of your house and the geography and kind of architecture of it all. Um, one thing that's really relevant is trying to avoid, which ties into before, trying to avoid um, making multiple changes at once. So if um, you're moving house, try not to also add toilet training at the same time or changing bed at the same time. So just try to minimize change where you can. And then on the day of the move, try to have someone to help you um, with the little ones. So whether that's like a mother-in-law or your dad or even a babysitter, um, either or you be that person and have movers move this stuff. So someone to be like point on the like someone to be with the kid who's on point for child, um, comforting, caring, playing, so that the kid doesn't feel there. Um, just a, a another piece of furniture that's being moved about. So that's the main things. Um, oh, and then communication, obviously, particularly for older children. Um, explaining to them what's happening, why it's happening, um, and keeping them involved in the process as things happen. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, so this That's is exactly what we did. So I'll step through everything that we did and I will, um, I'm gonna start early. So everything that I do in my parenting journey is with the goal of involving her um, because I know that toddlers young children don't have that much control they feel really left out it feels like they're careening out of like they're, they're just being manipulated every which way right um so giving them some of that sense of control that sense of involvement can really help navigate these things so when we started looking at houses like open homes are on saturdays and we would tell her what we were doing and we would take her to the like to the first few open homes we never we didn't take her every time because as like you start doing open homes on like on weekends you end up doing like 16 homes across the entire like the entire city um like really quickly and kids hate that so we took her to a few when we were just starting out and we were getting her ready we're like we're looking for a new house we want to find somewhere that's a new home and we took her to the like houses and we were like what kind of things do you want in your new home and so we did that and she got like the kind of like gist that we were like looking for a new house. So she knew we were like planning to move around. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing she really wanted was a pool, which is a very big ask um, <laughs> for the current market. Um, but yeah, so she made it clear that that's something she would really like. And we were like, we don't know if that's going to happen, but we'll see how we go. Um, spoiler alert, we managed to get a pool. Um, which is shocking to me because I never thought I'd live in a house with a pool because it's so much work that my husband and my child insisted. So this is where we're at. Um, we were voted so yeah, out. She was in... <laughs> well, I was just like, well, I'm not looking after it. Uh, that's <laughs> all you, man. Like, you can do the lawns and the pool and I will make sure that the inside of the house is perfect uh, because that's just who we are. 
But anyway, so yeah, she was involved from the start. She knew what we were doing. We weren't concealing the move from her. We weren't just going to spring it on her. We gave her involvement in it, all this kind of stuff. Um, so we kept her up to date with the process too. So eventually she ended up like staying with grandparents and stuff like that when we were doing open homes. Um, but we kept her up to date with the process. We're like, okay, like we have bought a house, like, and that's like, it's an abstract concept that two year old probably doesn't understand, but we're like, we've bought a house. Um, this is what it looks like. This is when we're moving. Uh, and we gave her a time frame. and yes, kids really don't have a great grasp of time frame in the toddler years. It takes them until they're like seven to really understand like the distance between tomorrow versus like next year. Like they think that tomorrow and next year are really close together. So it's hard to like get her understanding that, but she was just like, sure, whatever, like it's happening later. Like whenever I say we'll do it tomorrow or we'll do it next week, she's like, we'll do it later. Like later to her is just like anything that's not right now. And it's great. (laughs) It's so cute. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we kept her up to date with the process. Um, and when we bought the house, like I hadn't seen the house um, until after we bought it, like until after our offer had been accepted. <laughs> uh, my husband bought it, sent me a bunch, like took a bunch of photos and I was just like, yeah, let's just do it. Like I was so burnt out at this point. Like this could have been a really bad thing to do. Um, we could have bought a start of a house, but we, we got lucky. Um, so yeah, I hadn't seen it. My daughter hadn't seen it. Um, I eventually saw it and was like, yeah, it's okay. Like we'll, 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 we'll make it work. Um, but then it was a really long settlement period because banks and Christmas and chaos. So we had a long time to pack. So I kind of used that to my advantage and I got her to help me. So we started packing Mm. away some of her toys that she doesn't use very often. We're like, we're going to take these to the new house. So we packed them in a box and she'd choose what went in the box. Um, and she'd choose what she wanted to keep out. And I'd be like, all right, these are going to go to the new house. And like, I didn't like tell her that they were going to the new house, but I think she just kind of thought like they're no longer in my vision. Um, they were in the garage in boxes. Um, she must've just thought that they were at the new house. And that's what she said to me. I was like, yeah, they're going to be at the new house. Um, cause I can't lie to my kid. So I danced <laughs> around that as much as I could. Well, close enough. Close enough. Exactly. Right. So yeah, she was involved in the packing and she got to choose the toys she wanted to keep out and we did this for a while and we talked about it often and she saw lots of photos of the new house so when we took lots of photos we were like this is the kitchen this is our pool um there were no surprises in this because like I hate surprises and I don't want to inflict that on my child like fun surprises are like finding little presents on your bed um not fun surprises are moving to a new house and not knowing there was a large body of water (laughs) at said new house um so (laughs) we sent we showed her a lot of photos we talked about it all the time uh and we're like okay which room do you want and like a family had lived at this house beforehand so there were different colored walls there was a green room a pink room and a blue room and i was like okay which which room do you want she's like pink room like this is the one I want. And she carried that with her, this entire moving process. And when she was giving tours of the new house with our like family members and stuff, she'd like be like, come look, pink room, my pink room. Like it was so adorable. Cause she just kind of That's associated like that room was hers. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know how normal people- And then you turned around that. and said, nice try, it's my pink room. <laughs> no, no, she of got course. the pink room. Um, <laughs> Sometimes I assert my will, but a lot of the time she wins. I'm joking, um, of course. I know. Picking your battles. Know, right? Yeah, the 
interestingly, the main bedroom did not have a color. And I was like, okay, these people are just all about kids' colors and not not their own colors, but that is okay. Like we are, we are not color people. So it's very strange to have color on the wall. I know. I know. You're a, you're a monochrome beige. (laughs) If you, if you feel unfancy kind of lady. Exactly. We've talked about this before. Um, anyways, so lots of photos of the house. We'd sit down and look at them like sporadically, like every now and then, because it was such a long settlement period. Um, and then we, all picked up the keys together so like as the time was like ramping up like we're like we're going to like the new house soon we're moving new house next week we're moving to the new house this week and then we took her to pick up the keys um because we wanted that kind of ceremony of like we're going to get the keys to our new house and like she could like associate like going to grab keys from somewhere and then going to our new house and like, I don't know how much of this helps, but keeping her involved in this yeah. entire process gives her that sense of like involvement and autonomy mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So she grabbed the keys with us and then we went to our empty new house um, and we played in it um, and she jumped in the pool um, and all this kind of stuff. So we gave her a chance to, and she loved being in this empty house. She like immediately was like sprinting around it, like running races, running races, like doing laps of the whole house. She was just stoked. And I was like, where's your room? Which one's going to be your room? Like, where do you want to put your toys? Where's your playroom? And she just got to like map out everything in this empty house. And she was so hyped by the end of that. She didn't want to go home. We're like, okay, we've got to go home now and have dinner and go to bed. And she's like, no, this my home now. I was like, like, almost. I see your logic. (laughs) Yes, almost. We've got to get your bed here though. And that's happening in a couple of days. So yeah, it was like, at that point, we're like, okay, this move's going to be smooth because she doesn't want to go back to the old house. Yes. Um, So when moving day came um she was not in our care she was yeah. being cared for elsewhere because that is yeah. so hectic, kids underfoot. so chaotic Hell no. yeah like just like we barely like we had to lock the dog outside so that he wasn't underfoot because like he would have gotten squished like it's just uh, no one i don't want to be there for moving day like nobody yeah. wants to be there <laughs> so no, and it's dangerous was, with big boxes and heavy heavy furniture moving about yeah, but she knew that that day was moving day. She knew what was happening because we told her. We were like, okay, today we're moving everything out of this house and moving it to our new house. Remember our new house? Like this is where we're moving everything to so that when you come home from kindy today, you're going to come home to the new house, not to this house. But we'll say goodbye to this house later in the weekend. So she was told that she could still say goodbye to this house. It wasn't like it was going to be gone forever. Um, and she... Um, was going home to the new house, which she was really excited about because, like, I was like, we can go have a swim in the pool. We can do all of these things after kindy, like, whatever. Yeah, make it exciting. And then, yeah, super exciting. Um, and we prioritized, as you said in your post, we prioritized setting up her room mm-hmm. um, and setting up her playroom so that all her toys were out and it felt like home to her. Like, I had all her play mm-hmm. mats out. Um, I also prioritized setting up the living room and the dining room before the kitchen or the bathrooms or anything else or like the office because those are the two areas that we spend a lot of time in and those are really familiar to her so we wanted somewhere where we could eat meals that was familiar because we wanted to keep a routine that she's really Mm -hmm. familiar with so that nothing else was like out of whack so different yeah yeah so we set up those things first as well um and for the most part everything was set up by the time she came home because we hired removalists 
um, for the move. We don't like moving on our own because it will damage our bodies um, and our mental mm-hmm. health. Um, so we outsource things like that when we are financially able to. And we also um, actually got a bomb cleaner for the new house mm-hmm. uh, yeah. before we moved in so that it was a nice fresh slate and I didn't have to be like trying to clean things as they were coming in. Even though like our stuff was like super dusty and dirty, but you know, at least it's our dust but and dirt. The ha- you know? Exactly. The house was <laughs> mm. Exactly. So we did all of that to make sure that we were also pretty prepared for this move because like if we're strung out, we're not going to be able to handle our kid very well when they get strung out. So someone has to be calm throughout all of this. Otherwise, everyone kind of just festers together and it just ends up being a big explosion. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we did all these things to keep ourselves calm, even though we have a toxic perfectionism trait. But anyways. <laughs> but you're learning to manage um, these things. We are. We really are. So um, when I set up her room, I had a new coloring book, new pens, and a new storybook on her bed um, because I wanted her to have something like that was associated with the new house like that she was excited to play with I mean she's super excited for the new house but at least then she's got an activity as soon as she comes home she's like these are new I want to play with this so she's not just like standing there overwhelmed by the whole thing like it it's almost like a distraction but like it kind of helps her like figure out like I've got my pens I've got my book where's my little table so I can go color yeah and she goes way to focus her energy yeah, exactly. And then there's a book there for like bedtime tonight. So it's a new book. So it's something to like focus on rather than trying to go to sleep in a brand new house that is a brand new room and overwhelming. Looks different. Yeah, gives her something else to focus her brain on being a new story rather than a new room. So we did all of that and she was stoked when she came home from kindy. Like she was just like, oh my God, like I have new pens. Look at my new pens. Like, look, it's a bluey book. It's a bluey. And she was so excited. Um, so we did that, um, and then that was the end of the first day. She went to sleep real easy, um, at like seven o'clock, which is when she usually goes to sleep. I feed her to sleep. I'm not changing that anytime soon. That's just, it's too good. The research shows you shouldn't change that right now. Good job. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so yeah, she went to sleep just fine. She woke up at like four o'clock that morning, which is when she, mm, but it's when she normally wakes up. Um, yeah, that's mental to me. Yeah, it's when she normally, but she doesn't wake up for good. That's when she wakes up yeah. and then needs to oh, go back first, to sleep briefly. Gotcha. Okay, I mm, thought you meant first like start the day at four. Ew. No, that's me. I start the day at ew. four because so I have a problem. Ew. <laughs> I know, no, we're just I know. different. I have, the idea of staying up until 11 makes you sad. So oh, really, that's God my no. ideal. No, I, I was that. asleep by 8.30 that night. Like, ew. And every night since. Mind you, moving house, that's a lot. <laughs> No, no, I'm normally in bed by 8 o'clock. We are, we are homebodies. We're different. We are very different people and that is okay. You're a morning person Anyways. and I can respect that. <laughs> so, yeah, she wakes up at 4 and usually because we've been night weaning um, and it's a process, like night weaning doesn't mean that your kid will suddenly start sleeping through the night. Like for us it meant that she doesn't wake up as much um, but she still wakes up at 4 o'clock and usually my husband goes in to put her back to sleep and it's usually a bit of a fight. Um, because she wants me and she wants my nipples. Um, and you know, I, I, nope, we're not doing that anymore. And she still resists it some months later. Um, but because we just moved in the house, I wanted to be lenient. Like I was like, you know what? Like I'm tired. You're tired. Dad's tired. I'm just going to come and feed you back to sleep so we can all get a little bit more rest. 
Um, lo and behold, I did not sleep any longer than that, but whatever. Um, so night weaning is um, on the back burner at the moment. Um, even last night, she woke up at like midnight and I just fed her back to sleep and yeah. stayed in the bed you with think her. Because... linear? No, they don't have to be linear either. It's, we get to pick and choose um, how we manage new situations and regressions are really normal with new situations as well. So I was like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I don't even want to fight it. Like, I'm really tired. So I don't want to try and read you 16 stories to put you back to sleep in the middle of the night. So that's what I did. Um, and then the next day, like, my husband had to go back to our house because it's an investment property now. So he had to go clean it up and, like, patch walls and paint walls and things like that. So um, I had Sienna with me um, and we were unpacking the house together and there was a lot of screen time and there was a lot of sugar. Um, we <laughs> wanted to get the house unpacked and, you know, she wanted to unpack everything too and she helped for a little bit and then she got bored um and so yeah I was just like here's Coco Melon here's Bluey here's Blippy like here's a ring pop here's a lollipop here's here's all kinds of sweets and things it'll be okay um and so I gave her all those things what you gotta do you really do and it's okay because it's not like this is the permanent like this is not the way that things always are this is just a blip on the radar and everything will go back to normal um so yeah we did a lot of that um, and then we took her to the old house uh, in the afternoon to say goodbye. So we told her, okay, we're going home. To, we're going to the old house. We're going to meet dad there and we're going to go say goodbye. We're going to go for one last walk around the neighborhood. We're going to go look through the house and what it looks like now that it's empty. We're going to go say goodbye. That'll be the last time we're there. And she was like super chuffed. She's like, yeah, let's go see dad. Um, and yeah, so we did that. She was like, bye house. Like, no attachment whatsoever. Like, I feel like we had more attachment, but, you know, it's kind of in line with the research. We spent longer there. We did. Not that much, though. We were there for three years, and she is two and a half. So, you know. Mm. So, anyways, we did that. Um, And that was kind of it. Like, the other things we did was, like, we oriented her towards the fun things about the new house, the new location, the week before we moved, we like on the weekend, we went and find, like scoped out all the parks around the area and all the playgrounds. And we went and played on those and we drove past the new house and we're like, this is this is our new neighborhood. This is where we're going to play, things like that. Um, we didn't like we're not toilet training in any kind of forceful way. So toilet training wasn't a big thing for us. She goes to the potty when she needs to like. Like, and she's not super consistent with it and we're not consistent either. Like, she does use the potty at the new house, though. Like, she's just like, oh, I need to wee-wee. And, like, we'll run off and, like, the potty's in the toilet and she'll just run off and go and use it. Um, We are not in control of the potty training at all. She is. Um, And, yeah, I think... Oh, the other thing that she was doing was changing rooms at kindy. They were meant to coincide... Um, she was meant to be moving rooms today and we were like, can we postpone that a couple of weeks so that she's not getting major moves at once? Um, turns out we didn't have anything to worry about because she ended up moving rooms a couple of weeks ago because they sent her up for a play and she refused to go back to her old room after being in the new room. Um, so that wasn't an issue. Jesus. Yes. Um, (laughs) she's very very in charge of the entire situation and her kindy teachers know that too um so yeah anyways that's that's everything we did that's how the move went it was super smooth super like easy um 
shockingly so she's very happy in her new house and who knows if any of these things that we did actually worked or whether she was just always going to love a new house with a pool in it like we could say that do all these things and your child will have a seamless transition into their new house but you know what every child is different every experience is different you can't do all of these things like and don't feel bad if you can't do all of these things like you might be moving interstate or internationally, like our friend Frankie, who just moved two oh, toddlers. Where is he going? To Germany. Wow. Yeah, That's so exciting. I didn't know that. Amazing. Yeah, you got a job got a at Max Planck. Yeah, at the Max oh, Planck. Did he? With our right, other that's friend, a very... Carrie. <gasps> mm-hmm. For those who don't know, the Max Planck Institute is really prestigious. They're, the very. Um, positions there are amazing, like really very like beyond good research comes out of that institute Mm -hmm. it's hard to get positions and two of our friends have got mind you we have fancy friends we have friends we have really fancy friends yale and like princeton and oxford and and it's not us um no we're not fancy we don't we don't go (laughs) to these fancy places Um, but we have podcasts do they have podcasts i don't think so i mean i think one of them used to but that was a long time ago yeah but But anyways so now we've got a podcast. I think shoulder <laughs> shoulder tapping for us. Yeah. So Oxford honestly podcast. You, you be the judge. Um, anyways, anyway. Um, so yeah. anything Germany. Yeah. There's some things you can't control if you're moving to Germany. Mm. Um, yeah. And that's okay. Like you're gonna you have to change furniture. Um, you're gonna have to change the daycare. <laughs> You're going to have to change language. Those kids yeah. already speak a lot of languages. Like, it's yeah. just another one in their belt now. Um, Amazing. God, overachievers. Um, mm. Yeah, there's a lot of things. If you're changing countries, just be braced for a shitstorm because it's going yeah. to be a shitstorm. And that is okay because, one, you're getting on a plane with a very small child and that is not fun. Um, mm. Two, you're doing it in the middle of a pandemic and, like, whoa, I would be yeah. panicking. So, um, yeah, it's not just be braced for not a fun time but know that it is just a short period of time and everything will be okay yeah eventually that transition these things like yeah we have to live our lives and children are adaptable and resilient and we all find a way children are super resilient there's actually a series called life at like one three Mm. five seven um and it's all on the australian um growing up in australia study and like there's like an episode, I think it's Life at Five. Um, mm. was an episode of this series. I'm pretty sure you can find them on YouTube or something. If you just Google like Life at Five, growing up in Australia, it should come up. I'll try and link it in the episode notes. Yeah. Um, and it's there's a, a portion series. of it that's all about it is, isn't it? It's all about resilience. Mm. Um, and they do this really adorable like experiment where they give the kids like two options for what present they want. It's like something desirable and something not desirable, like a wooden spoon and a teddy bear and then they're like okay and they take the toys away and then they like bring back a wrapped up box and the kids like it looks like it's the size of the thing that they wanted and they open it and they test to see how the kids react when they see that it's the thing they didn't want and it's so cute what some kids do like some kids look so grateful for it some kids are like oh I didn't want that I wanted the teddy bear like, it's so amazing to watch that episode. But, yeah, there's a whole thing on resilience and how, like, different life circumstances have affected different children and how their resilience looks. So, yeah, that's really fun. Anyways, 
that's no, a it's a great episode. I remember um, that because that was Teaching being filmed. It. I think mm. when when we were in when I was in undergrad, um, and it's actually mm. pretty similar to. I don't know if you've watched the series Seven Up. Um, yes. Which yeah, mm-hmm. which is this is the British similar, version. The British version that was. I think it was started in the 50s or 60s. It's so cool. Um, they're up to like um, 64, like no, in... maybe more. Maybe they're up to, what's um, 7 plus 64? 73 yeah, up? I don't know, yeah. 63 up? So, uh, um, I think so. Yeah. I remember watching Anyways. the 64 one a while ago. So they yeah. basically, they they met these kids um, and filmed them and did interviews with them when they were seven um, in primary yeah. school in Britain um, and have followed, not all of them, some of them have decided not to continue. Um, every mm-hmm. seven years they meet with them. So again at 14 and then 21 and then now, yes, yeah, 70-something. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> fascinating. It's really fascinating. And I'm pretty sure those are on YouTube as well. Um, but and my favourite part, stuff. my favourite part about it is that you see like the kids from the upper class and the kids mm. from the lower class of the UK. They've got all the different class types in there. And then you see how those kids turned out in adulthood. And a lot of it is not how you'd expect. Like mm-hmm. the lower class kid, I can't remember his name. He was such a ruffian, like super naughty, like super rebellious, like from like the lowest of low classes. Yeah, and he just has this... Yeah, he has this beautiful life with a holiday home somewhere in Spain with, like, his big family. And it's just like, what? Like, it's, like, the best Was way to, like... Cabbie? He turned out Maybe? To be a, I think he drove Pretty the black sure. cab. Yeah. But he's just, then, like... Yeah, it's, it's so awesome. good to, like, contextualise how, like, different children can have the same life experience or different life experiences and end up in the same place or different places. And it's like, it's just the best thing I ever taught because we used to do, we used to do seven up in my developmental psychology courses. And then we switched it to life at five because we're an Australian institution. Um, So Aussie seems more relevant, but yeah, it's super cool. And I love it. That's, do you know, I've got a perfect example of, um, um, so at the moment I'm turning some of my backpack into online courses um, just because they're, a bit easier to or I, I'm adding more information for one because um, mm. there's more stuff I want to add um, and a, what, what I'm up to an 85 page document is probably a bit much so instead oh. I'm yeah I know so I'm presenting it as a um, as a like a mini lecture but as in I talk you through everything mm. um, so that hopefully will be available soon but um, the best thing that I've found so it's all about breastfeeding this one that I'm working on at the moment um, but I talk a lot about formula feeding and combination feeding and different types of feeding. Um, and I found this amazing um, meme, basically, and it's like a, a slide that is at the top. So there's a kid on um, the forked slide. So one kid on one side and then the slide meets in the middle. And that's like breastfed, formula fed, and that they both end up eating McDonald's um, fries off the floor of the car. So it, it like ties into the point that it kind of doesn't matter too much where you start depending on how you experience mm. life, um, a lot of us end up in the same place and that's fine. Yeah, and as parents of toddlers, we've all eaten McDonald's fries off the floor oh, right yeah. there with our toddlers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Can't let those things go to waste. Anyways, um, that, I think, wraps us up for today's episode of Moving with Toddlers. Um, maybe these things will work for you. Maybe they will not um fingers crossed they do let us know if they do um the science says they should um but your child's temperament may disagree with the with the science yeah absolutely 
And that's Alrighty. cool. And maybe in a yeah. year's time, I will have a home to live in of my own, and then I'll I'll share you share how this goes with my oh, little one. Fingers crossed. They're not. Oh, who knows? I'll let you know, and then we can revisit it. <laughs> yes. All right. Well. Thanks for watching today, listening, whatever we're doing. This is, I'm very bad at this, just like you. Um, we will catch <laughs> you in the next one. Um, see Have you a later. Great week. Bye. Bye.